Hi, this is Brad Humphrey, and this is part two of our discussion on technology and planning for the future. You know, we had so much fun and so much information that we kept the conversation going with Jason Hurtis, Lonnie Fritz, and Scott Hageman, all Caterpillar market professionals. Our podcast is sponsored by ForConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar. We're glad to have the guys back. One of the things I was going to ask you was we've, we've talked about including certainly the, the, the existence of equipment for your future. You have to, you have to, you got to deal with it. And that gets in the money situation and all that. Again, we'll talk about that in a different podcast. But what, have, what are some of the other thoughts when you have a piece of equipment or when you're looking to the future? Where should these business owners, again, it's kind of a strategic thought, but where do they start, when do they start planning on the maintenance of are your equipment, um, you know, we just buy it is one thing, but you got to keep it operating. You know, do you guys see a trend at all in some of you, the people you work with that are investing in bringing maintenance people underneath the company name, or do they sub that out to contract work to get maintenance done? Um, are they should they be following exactly what your your equipment manual says from a maintenance standpoint? I mean, can you guys a couple of you guys address that because that's a big deal. I think a lot of times it's kind of like a friend of mine sells jets. He says, you know the the cheapest investment is buying it. It's it's the maintenance after that that costs everybody the money. What what right. how does that parlay into construction with the equipment that our guys are buying? Well, maintenance overall is still all over the place. Okay, I mean a lot of companies have their own technicians. Right. Um, a lot of them rely on the supporting dealer. We've seen a lot more requests for resident dealer technicians. So they'll actually go to the dealership and hire one or two technicians that you know are a cat dealer employee. But every day they go to that customer's job site and they just work on those customers' machines to maximize that uptime. Gotcha. And they're using, again, as we've talked about, telematics of, hey, I'm hitting the 500-hour mark or the 2,000-hour mark. From a Caterpillar standpoint, we spent millions and millions of dollars making sure those hour levels are right. You bet. I mean, overall, we're a conservative company, so if it's 2,000 hours, could you push it? You probably could. But, I mean, there are set points for a given reason. So you don't want to ignore them. You don't want to keep, you know, not changing the filters, not changing the oils because, you know, it's a cat or anything like that. You still need to do maintenance. You bet. And the better you can plan that, the more you can maximize your uptime. They're in large part of the problem is the scheduling maintenance, right? Because I know uh, it, even though even some of the best contractors will try to plan for that, boy, when you got the call of a job that's got to get in, all of a sudden you don't pull that truck or that piece of equipment out and you're going to put another 50 to 100 hours on there something like that but at the same time it's it's cheaper to try to plan it and schedule it yeah. and get it done when it needs to kind of back to scott's pickup truck example then all right i'm going to push it then it breaks down in the middle of the job fully loaded let me ask you guys a question one of the things that that some of my clients will ask me about is it's almost like buying a computer when you buy a computer how many upgrades do you have during the course of a year, you know, that you almost got to download or you can't operate some systems, right? From your guys' perspective, and I know we're, we're, you're looking through the eyes of, of Caterpillar, but it's true in any, in any of, the, of the companies for sure. What are you looking – what do you project to these guys in terms of – of their not just their maintenance cost but their upgrades because everything seems to get you know more upgrades every year how much is that impacting the equipment industry for construction especially from your guys's perspective it's pretty significant that's why we'll release a couple software updates you know depending on the model or the machine sure two three times a year Um, and some of them could be performance enhancements 
So to make the machine run faster, burn less fuel, some of them could be bug fixes. Yeah. I mean, just like an app on your phone, you get an update for your, your app and it says uh, bug fixes. So we found something that, you know, has to change in that particular machine. Um, so we have, you know, technicians that can do all that. You can schedule that with an oil change. Most of the time, software things don't take a machine out. Right. It may not perform as well as your neighbor's machine or something like that. Um, and then we're also looking, you know, doing that over the air, like your phones and stuff like that, where we can flash software in the machine or at least alert you, hey, there's a software update. Go ahead and download it when it's, uh, you know, you're idle or the machine's not, you know, in a working right. type thing. So you can update the software on the fly because it's, it's the nature of the business. Software is never perfect and it's quick and easy to change. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been to enough equipment shows uh, through, you know, the, the big shows that you guys attend and all that I know. And it's all, as, as a past contractor, I still get excited. You know, I get that chill down my leg. You see that beautiful shining steel, that Caterpillar stuff up there. It always gets you excited. One of the things, one of the questions I have for you is, is and, and it, maybe it's, it's, it's a little broader than we can handle today, but if you were to give some advice to a contractor, what should they really be looking at for the next three to five years? And I don't mean a wish list of what to buy, but what should they be expecting in developments? Well, first of all, Brad, you're going to have to get a machine that has the infrastructure on it, the backbone on it, to add sensors to it to get this big connectivity, which is another scary term out there. Um, remember back in the day when we didn't have the Internet, and now <laughs> we have a landline, and we thought that was great. Now yeah. if the Wi-Fi is not working, you know, it's a, a major issue. And then you look at satellites and you look at cellular. There's so many connectivity issues out there yeah. that you need to know of. Because depending on where your job site is, you might not have the cellular connection. You might not have the Wi-Fi range, things of that sort. So the new machines are going to give you the backbone to start adding some of those features in the future as we develop them. That's awesome. So we, th that's something that a business owner today ought to take in consideration, especially if they're getting close to either purchasing, turning in a piece of equipment for another piece, that kind of thing, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. And let me share with you one, one of the developments that I'm seeing. I've seen if you guys have seen this. The billion-dollar boys, you know, they're, they're going to probably have this anyway, but I'm seeing more and more of the 50 to $100 million contractor, and there's a lot of those guys out there, right, and gals. But the bottom line, they're starting to look at the need for to hire a, or appoint a director of technology. Or, right? You guys seeing yeah. that? Yes. What do you talk, talk about? What, what's the advantage of that? Well, you have to. I mean, you have so much data coming at you. This isn't need, a director of IT. This is technology. Different, yeah. right? I mean, you need somebody to take that data and put it into information. And that's the secret to all of this. Mm. I mean, we can give you so much data off of that machine and tell you what every sensor is doing and how many milliamps things are mm. pulling. And between this range, if the milliamps go up, you have to do something. But you need somebody to take that data and say, today we need to do this, this, and this. And if you don't have that, you're missing the huge benefit of of telematics and the technology itself. And that honestly, in my opinion, is the secret. Great control, a lot of the onboard technologies are awesome, but you need somebody to tell you what to do with all that data. You gotta have somebody focused on it, right? You have to. The guy the guy or the gal that's going to the shows, reading, reading the online articles, that kind of stuff, experimenting, testing stuff out. I mean, that's, that's the direction that these guys, and that's one, the reason I bring that up is because I know you guys are, you guys are expe experts on the equipment. But you got contractors who aren't. They think they are, but, but they need an expert, don't they? They need somebody that can take that information and, and, and do th good things with it for the company. Unfortunately, it's easier to find those people today than it was 10 years ago. 
I mean, I have a problem with my cell phone. I hand it to one of my daughters. <laughs> you know, because they've yeah. grown up with it. They're so well, used right. to no, it. And, right. the, you know, we're us guys that are a little bit older, you know, if my laptop doesn't work, okay, I, somebody's got to come help me. You know, I'm not going to dive into yeah. it myself. Where, yeah. you know, nowadays those, you know, they go to school with iPads. They don't carry books anymore. They carry iPads. Right. And it's just so intuitive that it's it's a natural progression for for the next generation coming and a lot of the younger talent that we're seeing in yeah, the industry. Yeah, it's kind of funny. My, my son-in-law just became, finished his apprenticeship as an electrician, um, and we're really proud of him. But one of the things that's kind of cool, he's 32, got all these old gray hair superintendents, and they all got tablets just last year. The company gave these guys tablets to run their jobs, right? Well, these guys don't know how, most of them don't know how to deal with the tablet, so he's getting calls every night <laughs> from the old guys. I know you feel the time sheet. Yeah, something that simple. You guys are seeing that, right? Yeah. And Jason, you said something earlier, I think it was you who brought up, and I've always, when I've encouraged my clients, and I've got hundreds of examples of this, that when you buy a piece of equipment, stay close in touch and tied to your distributor. Stay close to that guy because that's some of the best training can come from right there. There's your guy that's your consultant. And, and, and these guys, and I've told consultants, or, I mean, our, our contractors are a little bit hard-headed about they like to own and do their own thing. Hey, wait a minute. Don't do that. Don't have that attitude. You, this is a team approach here. And a lot of these equipment guys, like your, you, the three of you guys, you guys are experts. I mean, they ought to be seeking you guys out for advice. I know, you're, I know you have a lot of guys that do that. Jason, any final thoughts moving forward with, with business owners and that whole preparation to the future? Yeah, I mean, from a customer standpoint, there's so much stuff out there. Yeah. You know, you have to really take a look at what makes sense for your particular business. Yeah. You know, if, if I was a customer and I was a contractor, I would not purchase everything that was available. <laughs> you know, I would look at one thing that absolutely made sense to yeah. my business. If yeah. I was a heavy highway guy, I'd look at grade, right. and I'd try that out first. Um, if I'm a quarry and I'm in the yard, I'm going to look at payload Bingo. and get the benefits for that and understand that technology and then kind of progress as you go through rather than... You know, jumping in with both feet and getting overloaded. Go in small, go in smart, and it'll make your operation more efficient. That's awesome. Guys, this has been really great stuff. For more information about a lot of other topics, listen to all the Contractor's Best Friend podcast on demand at 4constructionpros.com. It's brought to you by Caterpillar.